And I like to empower them to go learn, master this tool so they can take it on with them. But once they go up to the next level, if they know how to use these already, they're going to start crushing quota the first month they're on the, on the team. And that's really what I'm looking for. I'm looking to build those professionals right there. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. We're so excited to have a special guest today on the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you've ever been in a position and you're growing your organization and you want to know, how do I find the right next great sales rep? How do I find somebody who has the same goal, the same vision that I do? How do you find that talent? What are the secrets to running a great sales organization in a fast, ever-growing, ever-evolving world? Our special guest today will help us understand that. Today, we have Mark Davis, who is the Insight Sales Manager at Optimize Health, one of the fastest-growing SaaS-based remote patient monitoring company in the world. He is excited to be with us today. He has a growing team. It is not a local team. His team is spread throughout all of North America. And what is important about what he does is how does he motivate a team? How does he inspire a team when they're all not in one location? We're excited to find out today. Don't be surprised if in the future your doctor, your specialist sends you home with a special device that get you attached to and report automatically your statistics back to the physician himself or herself. This is what we're going to find out today. Mark, welcome to the Twins Talking Up podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it, Danny. Mark, now you offer a unique perspective on selling, and you're one of the most unique people I know. You actually love to read. You love challenges. Every time I talk to you, you're always taking out a notepad and a pen, and you're constantly writing great words of wisdom down. But what's unique is that you don't just write the words down you put it into practice right away. Tell my team why you so much love consuming information, knowledge, and wisdom, and why it is so important to put into practice right away. Great question and and happy to share. Uh, Really, it was my first mentor who took me under their wing, and he taught me, always have a pen in your hand, always write down things. And in our world, it's all about building a connection with somebody and being able to write down keywords, buzzwords that you can tie back to and build that relationship, let people know that you're actively listening to them. It's taken me so far in my career. One thing that I try and teach all of my team members to do as well, constantly have a pen in your hand, especially when you're listening to prospects, you want to be writing down their problems, their challenges. So you can always circle back to that and get something impactful from it. And so, like you said, putting into practice, going back through reviewing your notes so you can learn something from it and take something out of every interaction. I always learn something from you other people in my company, anybody I can, I try and borrow their brilliance and take whatever I can from them and really up-level myself and really the ones around me so I can share that to them as well. Mark, this is David. I want to say it's a pleasure to have you here. And for our audience, from time to time, when Dan or Ari are asking you questions, we'll make it clear who's asking you the question. So Mark, I want to ask you a little bit about how you build an amazing culture. When you think about working with remote sales professionals. You got to find the right fit. You got to be able to gel and bring them together. And then you look for the next team member to add in it. How do you replicate the culture you're looking for? And how does that impact productivity? I love it. And thank you so much, David. So one thing that I believe in is radical transparency. Uh, There's uh, our author, I think it's Todd Capone, who writes the transparency cell always talks about how we live in a radically transparent world and that needs to come through in every interaction. You need to act with authenticity and you need to be genuine. And if you don't see that, especially in a remote environment, people pick up on that. They can see it. They can sense that. And so 
what I do is I don't record my one-on-ones. So whenever I meet with anybody on my team, it's a safe space. It's someplace where they can share genuine feedback, where they can talk about what their real problems are. And these don't just go just work issues. We know how much the last two years has changed how we work. And so a lot of it is personal too. And there's more sides to it. You can motivate somebody from either the personal or the business side. So I try and find that as well as I look for people who really want to win together and want to be in it together, collaborate, and not so much combat focused on themselves, but focus on how we can really be working towards one collective goal. And then I'm also checking with them constantly. So because we're in a remote environment, I can't see them like I used to when I had a a physical team in the room where I can go tap them on the shoulder. How's your day going? How are these calls going? Now, I don't know what's going through their heads. So I check in with them daily. If I'm looking at a dashboard, I can kind of get a good understanding of what's going through their day to day. And that gives me a good jumping off point. But it's all about staying in contact with them, providing both positive and constructive feedback so they can learn how to get better too. A lot of the reps that I work with are more entry level. So I want to make sure that they know that I'm here supporting them and I'm in their corner the entire time. Mark, this is Dave. I'm going to jump in again. Uh, I love that. I love how you say, you said very specifically, I want to know everything about them, how they're doing, not just the production of work, but also how they're doing emotionally, how they're doing personally, because COVID has impacted the world. It has impacted our mental health. And I love that you said, look, hey, this isn't recorded. I want to know, how are you doing? Because you know that that is the way they need to show up. If they're not doing well, it's going to impact their ability to really make those calls, touch those uh, prospects, really be productive at their job. So I love that you do that. But I also love how you said this. It's about the overall team. You're trying to find people to fit that team. And it could go back to that debate. Who was the GOAT? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron James? Or no one will argue that Jordan was the best one-on-one, oh yeah, maybe Kareem Dan, ever. (laughs) But you could say that LeBron has been the best teammate perhaps ever. He really thrives on getting everybody involved. He loves it when his teammates are feeling like they're part of the team, that every contribution is what leads to a championship team. So I just want to say kudos to you that you're building that type of mindset that especially for the younger people that are coming on board, you want them to feel like they're getting support. You want them to know that they're professional, that their contributions are what are going to help the team become successful. So Mark, I want to say, I love that you do that with your teams. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is Danny. Now my question, which I'm really grateful for, it's like raising the bar. You always want to bring in the next person on the team who is going to challenge everybody else because that person is bringing their A game every day. So I love the fact that as a leader, you're always bringing in good people, good candidates, better candidates. But what tools do you leverage today? What AI tools or uh, any type of electronic tools, SaaS-based tools, what tools are you using to help you kind of gain insight on how they're performing? Because as you said before, they're not all at one location. They're spread all throughout the, the North America. So what tools are you using to manage your team and to get insight on how they're doing? Great question. And it's really important too, because tools have really unlocked how we work today to help us make more efficient or work more efficiently and help people kind of reach the goals they're trying to get to faster. And so one tool that I utilize religiously are CRM. So we utilize HubSpot but I have a daily tracker that really tracks activity as its input. And so at any point in my day, I can click onto our dashboard and see where we are with volume calls, emails, production, any demos that we've scheduled, what other things the fun accelerators we're doing. I can look at that and get a quick eye view of how our team is performing. And that gives me a quick little check-in to see, okay, the person that's normally at 40 calls right now is at 20. Is there something else that's a little bit deeper there? So I'm always using that. And then I'm communicating with Slack constantly throughout my day. I, I live and die on Slack. And so I'm on there 24 seven, Danny, you've been able to get a hold of me whenever you need to. So I, I really think that that's one healthy tactic for everybody to utilize, even my reps. And then the last thing, Google Calendar. So we use Google Calendar with full visibility so I can see what they're working on hour to hour. And then I can throw time on their calendar whenever. I have the same policy with them. I have a pretty packed schedule from day to day, but whenever there's open time on there, my time goes to my team first. And so if they can find an opening, I want them to throw it on there. And so I want them to utilize these tools too, because the way I look at it, I'm trying to make them better professionals. 
not just a, a stellar SDR or going on to the next level, but that whole rounded, I'm a huge uh, proponent of making yourself a professional. And I want to see all of our reps grow into a strong account executive or whatever the next level is. They need to master tools like this now rather than later. This is Danny again. And I love that last part. They need to master the tools. And these are tools that you use every day to help your employees. And one of the tools that you didn't bring up that I really love that I get to listen to every day, and I appreciate you setting me up on it. It's the weekly gong calls where I can actually listen and hear how your employees are doing on their calls and then coach them up on it. But you're absolutely correct. Having a daily tracker, using HubSpot, uh, definitely using Slack, which has been a phenomenal tool. And you're right. I will Slack you at five o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night, <laughs> just to get some insight. Hey, we have a all hands-on meeting with the C-suite executives and we're going to go meet with the board. Mark, give me some insight on the sales team. What are they working on? What are they doing? And so you've always been great about uh, the Slack. So I absolutely 100% agree with you that. Now, do you feel ever that having these tools that help you stay on top of your people and help you to stay productive, do you ever feel like the tools are inhibiting your reps from being creative because they know they're being managed constantly? Do you ever feel like sometimes the tools can be a little bit too much for your team? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. That's a great question too. And that's always something I'm thinking about is, is it too much for them to really express their creativity? Um, I like to use tools to amplify and accelerate their skill set. So finding weaknesses, and this is all about self-assessment too. So I expect our reps to really be able to look in the mirror and see and identify the areas that they think they need to improve on and use a tool like Gong to go improve their, their messaging on a call use sequences and sequence statistics to go back and rework their emails to see which ones are working. And so that's a tool that I like to use as well, sequences, but really not using these to overwhelm yourself or bombard yourself, but use it to accelerate what you're already doing. And so I don't see it being a huge blocker with them, but something like sequences that can be overwhelming to somebody. However, I like to train all of our reps on how to go build sequences and we go over emailing 101 so they know best practices so that they don't get hit with spam filters. And I like to empower them to go learn, master this tool so they can take it on with them wherever they go. I know that right now, just being an SDR, they don't always have access to all these tools. But once they go up to the next level, if they know how to use these already, they're going to start crushing quota the first month they're on the, on the team. And that's really what I'm looking for. I'm looking to build those professionals right there. 
David, I'm going to jump in real quick. I, I saw that you're about to say something, but as the older twin, I always beat you to the punch. Now, one thing I really appreciate about you as a leader, Mark, is that you said, I want them to develop professionally, master what they're working on so they can take it wherever they go, whether it's at this organization or not. And too many leaders don't understand that. There's this whole phrase where the CEO and CFO are having a conversation and the, and the CEO goes, well, what happens if we train them and then they leave? The CFO says, what happens if we don't train them and they stay? <laughs> and so I, I love that because it just reminds me of the fact that sometimes we, want, we don't want to invest in our employees, but if we don't train them to develop masteries in the hard skills and the soft skills, if we don't train them to master the daily activity in order to help them be productive, to go back and look at what they're doing. How do I improve my calls? How do I improve my note taking? How do I improve updating all my data? What time of day should I be doing this? If they don't master that, they're going to actually cause your organization to suffer. So I really am going to tell our audience today, look, follow Mark's example if you are a leader. Train your employees. Train your people so that they can be better and more efficient for you. And if they leave, good kudos. You did a great job of building up another member of society who's only, only have a better quality of life going to another location to make more money. So as a leader, Mark, I want to say kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I believe that if you trust an employee to do a job, you need to empower them to do that too. And especially when we live in a remote work, trust is everything now. So definitely a strong proponent of that. I love that, Mark. And I'll tell you this, wine gets better over time. So just because I have to wait to ask the right question or a question I have, doesn't mean it's less important. It's probably more important. But overall, you were talking about trust. You're talking about your employees and the people you're training. I love these two words. You said amplify and accelerate. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. You're trying to build them up. You're giving them tools to support their growth. You're finding areas of opportunity for them. You're giving them that to grow. But as we mentioned earlier, how they show up is so important. How do you motivate someone? Let's say they're having just a terrible day. They're not getting a lot of responses. They're not getting to the right people. They're not finding the success that they would typically find. How would you motivate those employees or that, let's say that person in particular, if in their mind they're thinking, I'm just done today. I'm, I'm, I'm not having a good day. I just want to quit. But we know that sometimes it just takes that one call, that one yes to turn it around. What are some things that you do to motivate your team? Amazing question. Very important question too, David, I would add. Um, one thing that I do is, is I recognize I've been in the role myself, so I know how hard it is. So I've been in the trenches before. And when I was coming up, I had people around me. I was in person where I had other reps next to me where I could kind of steal some of their knowledge. They would be able to pick me up when I had a bad call. I could pick them up when they had a bad call. Living in a remote world, we don't always have that luxury. So I understand the challenges there. And I know that having a bad string of calls can really uh, weigh you down mentally. And so I recognize that first and foremost. And then I use what Jeb Blunt recommends in phonetical prospecting, as well as in every book that he's written, but just make one more call, one more call, because being in this life, it only takes that one next touch. And then all of a sudden you are elated. You got success. You got it demo booked. That might lead to a close one deal that could set up your entire next month, your next quarter. And that's where I try and help our our reps see that. And it's so amazing. And I try and uh, explode and, and let them know in the gong channel on Slack, hey, this person just had success here. Uh, They've been chasing this account for 16 calls, whatever it is. So we can really show them what they did to get that success. And so always building up, but checking in with them on a personal level. So I go back to this, looking at the dashboard, utilize your tools to see if there's a gap you can address sooner rather than later, seeing if they're behind on calls and then checking in with them on that personal level. If you can find out if it's something more than just their mentality, then try and help them with that. But if it's something just that they're getting beaten down on the calls, let's keep motivating them to just keep making one more dial and then helping them refine that so they can consistently get success. Because that's the best part about the job, seeing them get wins when they are in a darker place and they can believe in themselves moving forward. This is Danny. I love hearing that. It's almost like a a proud parent to a child. Just see them break through, get that one more win, get that one more call 
And, you know, it might be the one that just turns it around. And we all know sales is really a game. It's a psychology game. It's not just you trying to find the right things to say, the right ways to get the clients to say, yes, tell me more. Right. It's always about tell me more. But it's also you got to tell yourself, how can I do more when I want to quit? How can I do more when I'm just tired of rejection? And I'm sure your team makes hundreds and hundreds of calls a week. And the success rate of making all those outbound calls has to be it has to wear on somebody. Right. I mean, what do you tell them to do when they just want to quit? Like Dave said, they have to go push a little bit more. Do you tell them go take a walk? Do you tell them to drink some coffee? I mean, what do you say as a sales leader? Just like do one more. Come on, team. One more. What do you say? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it took me forever to, to get this through my head, but clearing your head before you go and attack the calls, attack the phones helped me so much. It really changed my career. And so what I recommend to all of my reps is, is work in some mindfulness meditation, take some breathing exercises, especially if you're having some hard calls, take 15 minutes, breathe, unwind. That's the beauty about being in a remote environment. If you need to step away from your desk, you can, you can grab 15 minutes. And that's what I really like to trust my reps with. It's your time, be efficient with it. And so go through some meditation, clear your head a little bit, come back, be level-headed and attack that like it's the first call of the day. And then you can usually start to get off to more success because you're just getting rid of that. I like to live by, I played baseball growing up, but the short-term memory of being a pitcher, you get shelled, you give up a home run, you can either start throwing wild pitches or you can recenter yourself, get your team out of the inning and get on to the next inning. And so I always say kind of get rid of all the bad, try and think about the good, start back net new and take it from there. And so that's what kind of what I always try and reiterate to my team just to help them pick themselves up. I love that. Mark, this is Dave. I've got to ask before we go to the next question, you grew up as a baseball fan. Dan are our baseball nuts. Okay. We grew up, uh, Cardinal fans, okay, just to let you know, who was your favorite player? What was your favorite team? Amazing question. Derek Jeter was my favorite player, and and it was the Yankees. And so I can tell you why. Derek Jeter was my favorite player because he played the game the right way. The guy who showed up every single game, Captain Clutch, and that's somebody that I always wanted to model my life after too, somebody who was playing for the team, not just themselves. And that's why I think that he's a great role model as well. I have to get, give you some props on that. I, I'm not a Yankees fan, but I will say this. He was the model of consistency. It didn't matter what was going on. He showed up. He was a true captain for that team and he reflected the brand very, very well. And I think that speaks so much to what we look for in teammates now, right? We want to be able to get the right sales guys, guys that are hungry, guys that understand that their success is also the success of their teammates. And so it's not just about keeping my secrets to myself. We want to share the wealth, so to speak. So kudos to you for that. I will say that uh, that there's nobody that will go out there and say that the Yankees were successful. They have the championships to prove it. And it seems like you're building championship members. And I love that. I, I want to go in here and ask you this about your team. When you talk about looking at all the tools, Dan mentioned the tools that you've been using. You echoed some of the tools that have been working. Uh, are there any specific KPIs that you're looking for in particular, or do they change between this particular members of your team? What are you looking for exactly when it comes to measuring your, the success of your team members, not just the overall results at the very end in terms of the prospects that turn into clients? Absolutely. So I'm always looking at, at quality over quantity. And you hear that a lot in the sales world, but what does it really mean? It's more about one, you got to use both, right? Quantity, you need the calls, you need the emails in order to break that down to really assess the quality. If you don't have a big enough sample size, you're not going to get any meaningful data. So what I mean by that, if you call 30 numbers, you don't connect with any, you don't have any messaging that you can really critique and, and drill down from there. So you got to hit the activity, but then you have to really look into what they're saying on those calls. Are they asking the right questions? Are they open-ended? Are they helping the prospect identify that they have a pain? Are they helping them find a solution? And here in sales, there's no silver bullet, but I like to stay away from old school mentality where it's just, no, you need this now to more. How can we help you? I'm not sure if there is going to be a fit here, but I can tell you we've helped other providers or other target market like this, like yourself. And so I always look at that first, but it does come down to the end of the month. How many demos, how many meetings were they able to book and how many showed? And then more importantly, David, 
What I'm looking at is the quality at the end, how many of those deals actually closed because it's one thing to just set meetings on a calendar. It's another to set qualified meetings that set your account executive, your team members up for success so that the organization can win together. So many people look at just one number and they look at how many demos did they complete? But I look a little bit further. How many of those were quality? Because those mm. are the ones that's really going to help a startup, especially one at my level, get to the next level or go public, the ultimate goal. Um, those are some of the things that I'm looking for, but it's really quality over quantity, but you need both. It's not just one over the other. So those are what I'm looking for. This is fantastic. This is Danny. And what I want to say to the audience is that this past month was the best month at the organization where Mark leads. His team had performed more, set more demos, closed more deals in the month of March than they did all of last, uh, the two quarters of last year. So that is phenomenal to see such a huge growth in one month, to stay on top of your team, encourage your team, motivate your team. And you said something that I thought was very crucial. And I want our audience to hear this. What Mark focuses on is quality. Yeah. Now, yes, you need as many at-bats as possible. We all know that, right? A batter goes to the batter box, and you're saying, man, he's got a 355. That, that's a pretty good batting average. But if you think percentage-wise, that's not really that great. But in baseball, that is phenomenal. And it's the quality of the bats. Does the batter make the pitcher scared? That, that, that big home run that Mark gave up, how, does he get, how is he doing it? How is he on the mound? How does he keep his poise together when one of the greatest uh, hitters of all time is out there at the bat? I'm not going to tell you who the greatest hitters of all time are. We know they play. Thank you, Junior. We won't go there. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, let's go back to this. You had said that you focus so much on the quality. How do you train your reps to take advantage of that 30 seconds to one minute that they actually have a prospect on the phone to build that rapport without sounding like a robot? Because we know if you make a thousand calls a week, for each sales member, it is so easy to sound robotic to read a script. How do you get them to say, take that deep breath, get excited again, but make an impact? How do you convince them to continue to do that without sounding like a robot? Uh, great question. It's something that I think a lot of reps need to focus on too, but it's not sounding like a robot. So I always voice, keep it authentic, keep it genuine. There's no reason why you should take my script and read it word for word. And so my best, my top performing reps always make it their own. They build rapport with the client up front. They're trying to identify how they can relate to them. Some nice icebreakers. One of my top performers even brings up his NFL team, the Jets, and they don't really have the best track record. So it usually gets the prospect laughing, but it's a great starter. So it's changing it and it's really upsetting their pattern or disrupting their patterns, what they really call it. And it's changing from how every other rep is calling into a practice. And so I want my reps to stand out. I want each touch point to be meaningful, to be authentic, to be genuine. And that's what I'm always preaching. But the next thing, you have to bring the excitement. If you don't believe in your own product, how are you going to convince a prospect or an opportunity to believe in your product and buy your product? If you're calling in, and, and Danny, you even taught me this uh, when you first came on, if you're sounding like you have the voice of Eeyore, it's hard to excite <laughs> anybody. And so I, I take that with me too. And I fully believe it. If you're not believing it, if you're not bringing that excitement, if you're not bringing that energy, nobody else wants to talk to you. A lot of the people we call into, they have a slam day, back to back to back calls, back to back to back patients. And if you can change their pattern a little bit with a joke about the jets or something fun and local to their area, it's going to make you stand out. And then even better, you might not get the deal on that first call, but they're going to remember you on that next call. And you can really get into the weeds on that next call, identifying their problems, identifying their pain, and really being a resource to them. But that's one thing. Be a consultant. Don't be a salesman. None of my reps sell anything. In fact, they're just identifying a need. They're building a relationship. They're going to let their account executive sell everything. They just got to get the prospect excited about it. But it starts with authenticity. I love that. This is David, Mark, and I'm really feeling like we're going down a path in this conversation where... I'm tempted to want to dig deeper, deeper, deeper into your team. And at the same time, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Albert Pujols never should have left the Cardinals to go to the Angels, but at least he's back and he'll still go down as one of the top hitters of all time. So what, what I want to do is this. You, you talk about the talent, you talk about the team, and I love that. When you think about public speaking, presentation skills training, I tell people all the time, if you're on the phone, smile. 
it can be felt. And I love how you said, be authentic, be genuine. They're used to getting calls all day. They're used to getting emails all day. Be the difference. Be the one that stands out. Be the one that they say, wow, this is refreshing. I actually want to have a conversation with you. And I love how you say, let's look for that. And that's so important. Uh, I've got to ask you when it comes back to your team, we talk about assembling your team. You're the GM. What are we looking for when we assemble the team? What is it about that? Do you do you say, hey, I want someone who's genuinely curious. I want someone who just is a fighter. They don't give up. There's a grit about them. 50 calls, forget 50 calls. I'll do 100 calls. Uh, what is it you look for when you're assembling your team? And why is it so important for it to be diverse? Extremely important question, too. And, and that grit's always important, especially with any high activity role, any SDR is going to need that grit. But here at a startup, I and mean, this is my second startup, I'm always looking for the motivated individuals who want to win. And even more importantly, they want to build something special. And they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Sometimes that even trumps their paycheck. Sometimes that trumps their commission. And they want to build out a huge startup, the next Uber, the next unicorn. And that's really what I want to strive to get towards together. And so I want to share that with them to get them excited about it. But you said it also, we want them to win together. We want people who are here, who will put in the grit, will grind it out. If we're asking for 50 calls, we want to see 60. If we're asking for 60, we want to see 70. And that's where you can really see the, the individuals that show up every day and want to be here. But my mentor, I'll go back to this. He taught me to always look for three things. Look for reps that are curious, reps that are coachable, and reps that truly want to grow into the career that they're looking for. So some of the questions I always ask, and Danny even asked me this in our first conversation, Mark, what are your goals for one year? What are your goals for five years? And what are your goals for 10 years? That's something that I've now taken and implemented in my style as well to see how I can help these reps and really see if they've thought through these things too. Because committed reps, committed individuals, they think through things like this. They think through their career. They know what they want to hit next. And so I want to see if I can help get them to achieve that. One last thing. If anybody's looking to build out a team, a remote team, always recommend starting in-house. Build your processes out. And then if you want to take it to a third party or go outside, go for it. But you need to be able to develop your own systems and understand the visibility over it before you let somebody else take that on. Just a word of advice. I love that. This is David again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in, Mark. Dan, Dan told me you're an avid reader. And already in this conversation, you've been quoting books. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, is there a particular book that you say, hey, this is like my sales Bible? Is there a book that stands out for you that you take everywhere you go? And before you answer that, I want our audience to know, you know, Dan and I have a series of books that will be coming out pretty soon. Our first book will come out, I believe, next month. It's our first book called Talk It Up. It's a guide for successful public speaking. So if you are in the sales world and you're looking for that edge, how do I get myself to the point where I'm able to get those deals across the line? Speak with confidence, speak with clarity, speak with conviction. The Twins Talk It Up book, Talk It Up will help them get there. But what's that one book for you, Mark? What's that book that you say, hey, every sales leader should have this on their shelf or in their hand reading it from time to time? Oh, it's going to be hard to pick just one. And I think it's funny because looking back on my career, I used to hate to read because I didn't see the importance of it. And then, like I said, my mentor opened my eyes to everything. I read one book that really changed my outlook on sales. And that one book, It's Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Great book. If anybody doesn't know of him, a former FBI hostage negotiator. And if wow. you can negotiate with hostages, you can negotiate with pretty much anything, especially a remote patient monitoring for like our target market. So we should be okay there, but I'll take it one step further. One other book that I really uh, live and die by gap selling with Keenan. Mm -hmm. That one is, is a great recommendation because it really showed me the point of selling. It's not just to get a sale. It's to really help somebody fill that gap, find the solution. And then I know I've already mentioned a few others. One that I will leave just for anybody who's listening to this for advice, culture wins by William Vanderblumen. I even had Danny read this too when he joined the team. He was nice enough to send me a few book recommendations because we hit it off and he's like, oh, you're going to love these books. So I thought I'd give him one myself, but great books that I think are, are amazing. Some of the other ones that I think I've mentioned already, uh, the, the um, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt, those are great as well. So all everything by Jeb Blunt is great. I want to make sure that he, he hears that all of his books are great. So those are just a few. 
This is Danny. I love that. And that's really how Mark and I bonded was really taking uh, history books and I call real life history. This is not 200,000 years ago, but real life history. These are individuals who lived in the battlefield and decided to write down the best practices that we could just take right away. And what I love about the digital age, what I love about the innovation that's taking place today, we can learn so much from reading the books. We can learn. And what I love about Mark's position is it's like a laboratory. He has a full team that he can experiment with. <laughs> that's the great thing about it. You read something great in the book, go out and experiment. One of the things, things I think about, there's this book called Sales Manager Survival Guide. Lessons from Sales front, line, front Lines. This is Mark. These, this is the people who are leading every day in the front lines, in the battlefields. Yeah, you have the generals. You have the people like me in the background <laughs> say, hey, I want this stat. I want this data. Mark, go make it happen. And then Mark's actually getting bombarded every day with rejection, objection handling, trying to convince his employees, hey, keep going on. Keep moving forward. I got shot in the leg. That's okay. Let me go ahead and patch up. Let's keep going. <laughs> and this is Mark. He's in the front line. So this, this book is the definitive guide to the toughest, most challenging, the most rewarding job in the whole wide world. It sells. It is the most challenging job. It is the most rewarding job, the most stressful job, but the job that has this thing called uncapped commissions. You can make as much money as you put into it. That is what's so phenomenal about it. It's about constant coaching, training, team building, recruiting, interviewing, hiring, onboarding top talent, responding to the shifts in the marketplace, Problem employees, how do you deal with them? How do you get good employees and make them better? Everybody wants to get promoted. How do you calm them down and move to the next level? All of this is very important. And this is just not all. You still have to make the numbers. So, Mark, kudos to you for being in a position where, at the end of the day, it is a very difficult position to be in. And yet, your attitude has always been on top. Look, I want to take care of my employees. I want to build them up. That is phenomenal. So our audience, listen today. Listen, as you're building that team, as David said, you want to, yes, the pitchers are amazing. You want to get the best pitcher, right? You want them to have a, a perfect day. You want them to go ahead and do nothing but strikeouts, no home runs, no on base, no bat, all that stuff. You want that pitcher, but you still need a catcher. You still need defense. You still need a great first baseman, a great third base, a great shortstop, great outfielders. All that's very important. And Mark is the GM trying to put it all together and keep everyone excited. Well, I want to bat first. I don't want to, I want, I want to bat second. I want to bat clean up. Everyone wants to do whatever they want. But at the end of the day, the GM and the coach have to figure out what's going to give us the best opportunity to win. So, Mark, I just want to say kudos to you for just being on the front lines, motivating your employees, getting them excited, and all of that other stuff. But for the people in the audience, tell me one thing at the end of the day, no matter what, you always go back to when the going gets tough. What is that one thing you always go back to when the going gets tough? Oh, man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I always, I mean, this is something that I try and instill with all my team too, but I always go back to my why. What, what is driving me? Why, why did I get into sales? Why did I get into the startup world as crazy and as hectic as it is? What drove me here? Um, so my why it's, it's my family around me. How am I going to create a better life for everybody around me? And my family doesn't just stop in my immediate family. It's everybody that I come in contact with. So I'm always looking at how we can build up people around me because I think the stronger your network, the stronger your net worth. And so if I can bring up everybody, bring up the floor, I might as well bring up my entire hometown if I can, but that's my why I want to be doing it. And I want to be an example. I want to be a leader for everybody around me so that they know if I can do it, they can do it too. And so that's really my why. That's what drives me. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E, WICZ.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand 
or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David Mark, and I know we get caught into the world of baseball and Thank goodness that the season has started. Uh, I can't tell you how weirded out it was just to be able to say, is this going to happen or not? And for the fans' sake, we needed baseball to happen. And I'll tell you this, the game has to be shortened. Let's just keep it real. It has to be shortened. It's way too long. I understand about tradition. I love tradition as much as anybody else. But the game is taking way too long. And so when you think about the rock stars that you might have, I've got to ask this because there are rock stars in the game. There, There are people that we look at players and again, we go, wow, this person is a rock star. And Otani is probably one of those guys. He comes in, the guy can hit, he can pitch. He's a, he's unbelievable. And you just don't want to waste his talent. And you want to make sure he can last throughout the season, right? So you have to give him those rest days. What do you do when you have players, people on your team? I'm going to say players. I meant to say professionals on your team. My apologies. And you know that there are some rock stars. They're just rock stars. And you don't want to hold them back for the sake of the rest of the team. you got to let them shine. But at the same time, you want to put them in a position where perhaps some of that magic rubs off and they're able to share some of their best practices with the other team. What do you do when you have perhaps, I don't want to call it an imbalance, but some of the greatest teams have some of the greatest stars. So what do you do when you have rock stars that are just lighting it on fire and you don't want them to lose that spark. You want them to keep going, but at the same time, you want them to be able to give that encouragement to the rest of their teammates. Yeah. And, and you said something really good. You, you said players and then correct yourself to professionals, but I truly see it as that they're all players. I'm just a coach. So I'm trying to get the most out of them in any way. And just like we can go back to a baseball if you see a, 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 a ball player who is not taking reps, not putting in work after practice, one thing that I always, always do is hold them back. Hey, you want to play catch? You want to go over this? Do you want to work on grounders? Do you want to work on the curveball? What do you want to work on so that we can be better as a team? And so I instill that with all of my reps. So the top performers, I want them to mentor everybody, not just the low performers. That's a focus, absolutely. But I still believe that you can borrow brilliance from anybody. And so I really work closely with my high performers. I call them our three Xers um, to see if we can take anything that they're doing. And then we trickle it down to the rest of the team. Even better, those are the ones that I work with first and foremost to test new strategies. Like Danny was saying, it's in, we're in a lab constantly. So I'm blessed with having a few different reps where I can A-B test different strategies that I'm testing. Uh, the book Predictable Revenue always talks about changing up your approach and that's one thing that I think that we can get out of everybody. And so the more that I can get all of our reps on different pages, almost using their own skill sets, their own talents, and then taking back what works the rest of the team and mentoring that the better we're all going to be. It's really lifting the floor, but it goes, it starts with getting those high performers to work with the lower performers one-on-one in listening, call reviews, go through gong, utilize your tools and see what you can take away and build up that other person. There's also another thing, compliment sandwich, give them, give them some positive, give them a little bit of feedback, an aerial opportunity, and then layered in with another positive that always helps. So keeping them in, in the right spirits is good too. That's awesome. I love that. I, I, it just reminds me of New York deli, right? You just need two pieces of bread, a little mustard and, and maybe sauerkraut if you love it. And then, and about this much meat. That is fantastic. Love it. And that is always a great thing as a manager. So for our audience, if you don't understand what Mark is trying to say, as you're going to coach your people, you want to give them something positive, something they can work on, which can be an improvement. That's what you're coaching them on. And then end with something positive. And it tends to work psychologically. It always helps people to say, wow, my manager believes in me or my CEO believes in the work that I'm doing. I want to work harder for them. And I'm going to work on this one little area that they see so I can have nothing but positive. So I think that's fantastic. And for our audience, you know, as Mark was mentioning all these books, and I want to tell you, there are some people who've been around quite a long time who've actually got the game of sales going forward who actually started this whole book process that I got into, and that's Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar. Everyone knows those individuals. They've been around quite a while. But uh, Zig Ziglar said every sale has five obstacles, right? 
no need, no money, no hurry, no desire, no trust. So we all know that if you understand all these objections, you should, after a period of time, know how to overcome every single one of those objections. I always find it quite uh, alarming that sales rep, well, what if a client says this? How many calls did you make this week? I made about 300 calls. You should have had every objection done in one week. Now you're good to go. You're a veteran. <laughs> go make it happen. That's the way I tell people all the time. And then Brian Tracy says, keep yourself positive, cheerful, and goal-oriented. Because sales success is 80% attitude and only 20% aptitude. I can take anybody who has the right hustle mentality, and I can train them and teach them to make a lot of money in sales. But I can't take somebody who has all the talent in the world but isn't hungry, is lazy, and doesn't want to work. And so, Mark, I, I love that analogy you bring up. You actually have a couple of, of reps on your team that were former athletes. You have a, one of your reps on the team was a Division II champion in lacrosse and it did Division I up in New York. I mean, that is phenomenal that you were willing to bring on an athlete, and then you have another young lady coming on board who's also an NCAA athlete. It, 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 are you trying to set this trend that you're bringing on athletes? Because you know athletes work. They go to school. They do great in school, but they also have to work out. They also have to do athletics. I mean, is this is this a little new theme for you to build out your team? Is just go find the athletes or go find the military veterans, people who go above and beyond a daily basis? Is that your new philosophy? We need insight. Yeah. It, hey, great question. Also, this is probably a great time to plug. We are hiring. So if you are a D1 athlete that would love to compete, Hit me up. Would love to have you. But no, Danny, that's a great question. I, I look for the competitiveness because you want reps, especially in this remote environment, that stay competitive with each other. Sometimes our reps only have that dashboard that I was talking about to look at how the other reps are performing. And if you give them something, you, you touched on something really important, a goal. What are we working towards? Always be checking in with them in one-on-ones. What is your goal for the month? How are you going to get there? Where are we right now? How are we going to make up this difference in working towards that? But it goes back to if we have competitive reps, they're going to be striving for that naturally. It's not going to be something I need to teach them. I've definitely managed and I've coached reps that don't have that competitive edge, almost more laissez-faire where they're like, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to compete. I don't need to be number one. And those always go to the bottom of the, of the barrel. And they're the ones that you see after three months, four months, turn to low performers. And you want to see that competitive edge because that's some, that hunger, that grit, that's something that doesn't go away. I know that I still have it. I know that a lot of the reps on our team, my top performer, yes, D1 athlete, he's a superstar. That's never going away. It's all about how we can foster that culture and get more around him so that we can not only cap him, but also up-level everybody around him too. If everybody else is competing at a higher level, the team, the performance, the numbers, they all go through the roof. And that's really what you're trying to get at. So it is one of my philosophies. It's not the end all be all, but I'm right there with you. I look for coachable people in the end of it. This is fantastic. This is Danny again. And I love how you said that. Look, team, everybody, if you want to work for a great manager, a great sales leader, who I am predicting in the next six months is going to double his team, reach out to Mark, go to optimize.health, look at the openings in the career section. And when you reach out to Mark, tell him, Hey, Mark, I found out about working for you on the Twins Talk It Up podcast. That way we know who to get your credit for. So, Mark, before we close out, I, I want to tell our audience that because we both love the reading, one of my favorite books is The 12-Week Year, and we talked about that as well. And you said that when you have a mature rep, they know what time it is. They know what the end of the month is. They know what activity it takes in order to set up a demo, how many phone calls it takes to get to the right decision maker, what we call the ideal client profile, how many uh, demos it takes in actually to get one close one. They know all these things. And so at the end of the month, if they want to make an extra 5% or 10% above and go above and beyond and make a little bit more money that month, they know how many calls they need to make. They know how many demos they need to set up. And th th that's to me, it's just a game. It's numbers, it's math. And so whenever I get tired I bring that hustle mentality back up again and say, I want to make some money this month. I'm going to put in a little bit more. You brought up the athletes, and I really appreciate it. My, my twin brother also played collegiate sports. He was a collegiate tennis player, and we're both competitive. He and I had this competition. Whoever had the lower GPA would do the other GPA's laundry for the semester. Did you know that for three and a half years, I did this guy's laundry? Three and a half years. On the last semester of the year, I don't know what happened, 
he got like a 3.85, and I, I, I came in with the 4.0. We was always at around the 3.9, 4.0 mark every single semester in college. And when I won, and he had to do the laundry, I wore 10 shirts the same day every day. I put on a shirt, don't like it, threw in the laundry pile. So I will tell you, we are competitive to the core. After three <laughs> and a half years, I did not give up. I kept pushing. So the fact that you have co collegiate competitive athletes on your team, I believe that is fantastic. Uh, but I threw that book out there because I want to let the audience know, look, you do not have to figure this out on your own. There's multiple resources out there. There's our Toys Talking Up podcast. There's other sales podcasts that you can reach out to Mark directly. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let everybody in the audience know. Here's Mark's contact information. Call him right away if you want to reach out to him. But Mark, we are grateful to have you on our podcast. We're grateful to have a real sales leader who's actually in a SaaS-based environment going after that round of funding. I mean, every day is crucial. Every single day, every single dollar is inter is what I call the next opportunity to bring in millions to your company. So I'm really excited to have you on board. For our audience, if you want to become a leader in sales, you got to keep learning. You got to be in a position where you're always reading books and always applying it to your people, number one. Number two, don't forget, you got to motivate and encourage your people one way and one how. And then number three, leverage the tools. Mark talked about the tools that he uses every day and the tools he asks his employees to master to make it easier every single day. And then lastly, I'm going to tell all our audience at the end of the day, make sure you go and seek the wisdom of having a mentor. He yes. talks about his mentor all the time from the beginning of the call and to the end. He's always spoken about having a mentor. Nobody can go it alone. You need to have somebody to give you that opportunity. Either it's going to be IP, wisdom, words of wisdom, or take you up with them when it comes to promotions, raises. So get a mentor to help guide you. And at the end of the day, if you want to find out how to reach out to Mark, two ways. One, go to optimize.health, apply for the job online. It goes straight to him and the head of HR. Number two, go to LinkedIn. Go to linkedin.com slash IN slash Mark Davis LLC. Because you want to get somebody who's a great pitcher, who always moves forward, never lets go, who's going to always get on the mound and shake off the dust and make sure they go for that next strikeout because at the end of the day, he's a winner. And we're asking our audience too, if you want to be a winner, make sure you subscribe to the Twins Talking Up podcast and then make it a great day. Thanks for coming on, Mark. You're awesome, brother. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talking Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.